And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, July the 18th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On July 18th, 1969, Senator Edward Kennedy, Democrat from Massachusetts, he left a party at Chappaquiddick, it's an island near Martha's Vineyard, Mary Jo Kopechny, his 28-year-old secretary, was with him. Kennedy's car went off a bridge into the water. Kennedy escaped and told the police about the matter hours later, many hours later. Kopechny, of course, drowned. Today in 1536, the English Parliament passed an act declaring the authority of the Pope was void in England. Today in 1918, South African anti-apartheid leader and President Nelson Mandela was born. Today in 1925, Adolf Hitler published the first volume of his autobiographical screed called Mein Kampf, My Struggle. Today in 1944, Hideki Tojo was removed as Japanese premier and war minister because of setbacks suffered by his country in World War II. Yes, I would say his country suffered some setbacks. Today in 1947, President Harry S. Truman signed a Presidential Cessation Act, which placed the Speaker of the House and the Senate President next in line of cessation after the Vice President. You can ponder that for a few moments. Uh, I don't know. It, sometimes you would like to see a new president, but at this point in history, do we really want Kamala Harris sitting at the Oval Office? Kevin McCarthy, yes. Kamala Harris, not so much. We live in unusual times. We live in perilous times, to put it in New Testament vernacular. This morning, President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, announced special counsel Jack Smith contacted him on Sunday. Smith told Trump that he is the target of the, of the January 6th investigation now, and he must appear before the grand jury in four days. I presume four days from the time he told him that. That was Sunday, so... We'll see. We'll follow this. But that's what's out. And Trump has verified that he did, that Smith did contact him and tell him that. Trump said his appearance before the grand jury likely means he will be indicted in the probe. A former FBI supervisory special agent has allegedly confirmed key portions of the IRS whistleblower's testimony that President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, received preferential treatment during an investigation into felony tax crimes. This according to the House Oversight Committee. Today, a former FBI supervisory special agent assigned to the FBI's Wilmington office in the Biden criminal investigation confirmed key persons of the IRS whistleblower's testimony. This is a quote from the committee chairman, James Comer. He's a Republican from Kentucky, really a good guy. He said this yesterday. Mr. Com Mr. Comer did not reveal the identity of the former FBI agent. He further claimed that the night before the interview of Hunter Biden, both Secret Service headquarters and the Biden transition team were tipped off about the planned interview. That's interesting, isn't it? 
Not surprising. On the day of the Hunter Biden interview, federal agents were told to stand by and not and could not approach Hunter Biden. They had to wait for his call. As a result of the change in plans, IRS and the FBI criminal investigators never got to interview Hunter Biden as part of the investigation. That's really sad. There are obvious conflicts of interest. We live in a spirit of lawlessness in this country today. Corruption, like I've never seen in my lifetime, and I've been around a while, over 40 years. Mr. Comer's statement comes after Gary Shapley, an IRS supervisory special agent, claimed earlier this year that the Department of Justice and the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office interfered in the investigation into younger Mr. Biden in an attempt to delay the probe. According to Mr. Shapley, the DOJ provided the younger Mr. Biden with a preferential treatment, slow-walked the investigation, and did nothing to avoid obvious conflicts of interest in this investigation. This former IRS agent additionally told the prosecutors that the case in, in Hunter Biden had been, quote, handled differently than any investigation he'd ever been part of in his 14 years of service to the IRS and that some aspects of the case appeared to be influenced by politics. Oh, no, surely not. They would, that would not be true. It's so sad. Another whistleblower, a criminal investigator with the IRS identified only as whistleblower X, has made the same claims. He said, yeah, I, that's what I've seen. The Department of Justice, of course, has denied any interference in the investigation into Hunter Biden. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 2 and 4 say, Every man, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. Proverbs chapter 5 verses 21 through 23 says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. Sadly, that kind of defines our times today in America. The most powerful, the most blessed, the most prosperous, and still the most free nation in the history of the world. What are we doing? Why are we allowing ourselves to be led down this trail of destruction? I think about that often. It's simply the darkness of, of Satan himself blinding the minds and the eyes of people who do not focus on the Lord, do not know the Lord, or at least embrace the principles, the Judeo-Christian principles of God's Word. Every one of our founding fathers embraced, regardless of their relationship, and most of them had a, a personal relationship with the Lord. I'm convinced of that from the things they have said and written, and I've read them 
for years and I've studied them and I'm I'm totally convinced that most all of our founding fathers knew the Lord in a personal way. Some perhaps not, but they embraced, all of them embraced the principles, the Judeo-Christian principles that built this country. It was the foundation of this nation. They took God's word into consideration in most everything they did. They talked about it publicly. And they weren't all twisted up in knots over separation of church and state. That came later, much later. Now we have the cocaine problem in the White House. The White House cocaine problem wasn't solved because they couldn't do it. Some of the finest investigators in the world are in our secret service and have been over the years. After 14 days, they said, no, no, we can't can't get to the bottom of this. Anchor Shannon Bream, you may know her from Fox. She's still there. She hasn't been fired, but she's she's a very committed, very devout Christian. She's a, a close friend of Pastor Robert Jeffress and First Baptist Church in Dallas. And she's there in that church a number of times I've seen her. And they've had her on the platform, and he's talked to her and interviewed, interviewed her and so on. Anyway, she's still there. She hasn't been fired. But um, she was. Uh, she's doing Fox News Sunday now. She's the anchor of that. And uh, she was asked, she said, I, I, she asked the question. She said, I want to talk about a national security issue that is domestic, and that is cocaine in the White House. And she was talking to John Kirby. He's the uh, a spokesman or a White House aide. And uh, he, he said the she said the inconclusive investigation uh, brought the cocaine into the West Wing was handled. Uh, she said, I, I, I'm questioning how it was handled. And he said, well, it was handled properly. She said, well, certainly you can understand that Americans, many of them, first of all, are aghast that there was even cocaine in the White House. She said, we heard reports of marijuana a couple of times and found there last year and found there in the in the White House last year. But she said, more importantly, it's the it's that the case was closed in less than two weeks. Well, a former Secret Service member agrees with Shannon Bream, and I think most of us do. What's going on in this? What's what is this in this this mass, this cesspool of lawlessness and, and, and sin and outright rebellion in our country today, among the leadership, the highest leadership in the nation. What does this mean? Well, Kirby answered like everybody seems to be answering on the left now, in the highest offices in our nation. Kirby said, quote, I can't really speak to the... <laughs> Does that already sound familiar? Kirby said, and I quote, I can't really speak to the investigation done by the Secret Service. They did the best they could to track down how it got there and who it might belong to. They they just, well, we're not able to come up, I'm quoting him exactly, we're not able to come up with any forensic evidence that proves it. But of course, we take this seriously. This is not the kind of thing we want to see happen. It did happen in the visitor's lobby area just outside the main west wing. It's highly trafficked area. 
We're going to take a look at how that happened and if there are things we could do to prevent that in the future. We will certainly do that. No one is happy about this. The left always promises they'll work hard to see that this never happens again, no matter, regardless of what this is. It doesn't matter. If China sends balloons over our country and takes pictures till their fingers get tired of processing the photographs or whatever they were doing, well, we'll work to see that this never happens. I mean, they, that is the phrase that leaves no one responsible. And that's what's a matter in our country this right now. We're raising our children in a where lawlessness is the norm. Incompetency is the norm. This moving mystery of cocaine, it may not be the import, most important story out there, but a lot of people are looking at it, as I am today, The story of cocaine found in the Biden White House has been quite the mystery. It was a narrative that just wouldn't stop changing. That's why it's great to be a a leftist, a Marxist. Relativism. Is there God? Nothing is fixed. There is no absolute truth. Whatever they say is, is true. Even if it contradicts what they said yesterday, not to worry, we're evolving. I'm not overstating this. That's how they live. That's why it is so befuddling to me why well-meaning, and many are, well-meaning Americans vote for leftist policies and people who are going to carry them out, whatever the peril is. I don't know why we do what we do. It isn't that I'm in love with the Republican Party. There's times that I'd like to spank somebody. I know we don't spank anymore, but figuratively speaking. Man, I look at this and I think, I mean, I'm not Einstein. I probably have an IQ of 20 or 30. I don't know. But I look at this and I say, why are we willing to accept this? Why are we willing to slowly commit suicide with a thousand cuts? I don't know why we are, except it's the darkness of sin. It's the deception of Satan as he infuses himself into the culture of a once great nation, a nation that could be great again, I believe. It's all in God's hands. God is in control. God has a timetable. I believe we are living in the end times. I truly believe that. What does end times mean? I don't know. It means it could be two minutes from now, or or as we speak. Or it could be a year or a hundred years or a thousand years. Time is seen differently by God than by us, and the Bible is clear about that. A day and a thousand years, that's a different perspective than what we have. But I do believe, according to what the Bible says, there's we're living in, in the end times. I, I truly believe that in the run-up to the end times and the Lord could return at any time in my view but why do we allow this I believe I truly believe America is an exceptional nation I believe that God gave these men wisdom as they were creating this nation that was to become one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all perfect no the left runs around all the time. The Barack Obama's always pointing out the warts, you know, and the problems that we have in America. America's not perfect. 
because the people in America are not perfect, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's reflected in any culture, whether it's in the darkest part of Africa, Asia, the bottom of the world, or the top of the world, or in America. I happen to have personally been in most all of those places in missionary work. Would you expect anything, though, different from this, from the Biden family? The claims just keep morphing. Seemingly every day brought about a new shift, despite the location being a detail that would have been known since the initial discovery. Whoever found the bag of cocaine, I mean, they knew where they found it. I mean, a five-year-old would know that, where did you find this, honey? Well, I found it out in the backyard. Or I found it in the front yard. I found it beside my tricep. I mean, why can't they just say we found it here? No, the truth is not a part of the, the, the narrative. It never is. This may not be an important issue, but it's important the way it's being handled. Who's responsible? Well, according to the Secret Service, it's just a, a mystery. It's a mystery too deep to solve. Sure, there were cameras in the West uh, Executive entrance, multiple checkpoints, even a visitor log, but the agency that is tasked with stopping assassins simply couldn't crack this code. Do you believe that? Nobody believes that. Former Secret Service agent says they know. He said, I worked there. They know. You may remember Dan Bongino. He was, again, a, he anchored one of the programs for Fox. He got fired along with Tucker Carlson, because he was a straight-talking guy, he told the truth as he saw it, and he told too much truth, and he's gone from Fox now. They wrapped him up and sent him down the road. But he's a uh, interesting guy. I don't think he's a Christian necessarily, but he's a, a, a very strong conservative. He's also a former Secret Service agent with over a decade of experience. He says his peers, he said he's hearing from his peers, and he said they're not happy about this, that work in the Secret Service. He was asked about it, and here's what he said. He said, so there are probably less than 200 people who could have left this cocaine. By the way, he said, in a bag that is plastic, which is non-porous, meaning it's probably not that hard to pull a latent print. They've got, uh, talking about a fingerprint, they've got to know who did it. He said the question who's pressuring them to not find out who did it. He said, that's the big question. He said, it's got to be coming from the White House. He said, this is terrible. Don't destroy this agency like the FBI. It's really unbecoming. He said, a lot of my former colleagues at the Secret Service who retired, they're absolutely furious about this. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I can tell you. I got 50 emails, communications, and texts from people immediately. This is embarrassing, humiliating. He said, these are good guys. Man, guys who worked for Obama and Bush, and he said they're nonpartisan guys. Most of them aren't even political. He said, this is embarrassing. They know exactly who it was. He was then asked, so do these people want to come out that it was probably Hunter Biden? And Bongino said, well, you know, the question is whether it was Hunter or one of his friends. But he said, like, there's here's the thing. He said, I'm in the Secret Service for 12 years good amount of time. He said, we never had this problem. So he said, keep it simple, stupid. You've got, you've got this guy. We never found Coke in there before. You've got a dude who's going, doing Coke on tape. 
who's got a reputation for being a coke addict. He's living in the White House. He's there on Friday. <clears throat> the coke's found there on Sunday. And everybody is like, who could it be? Well, I agree with him. I mean, a fifth grader could solve this, I suppose. There must be evidence. But it seems the Secret Service doesn't want to come forth with the evidence or find it. One of the things that Bongino says is that the West Wing is a totally different ballgame than the East Wing. He said almost all the tours happen in the latter part of the White House, which is why the story about it being found in the library was immediately spun as proof it was a tourist. He said when it was finally confirmed it was found at the West Executive entrance, he says, that changed things. He said suddenly the list of possible suspects narrowed dramatically and still were to believe that Secret Service just couldn't figure it out. Bongino's reference to agents he used to work with about being embarrassed makes a lot of sense. He said, you've got, you've got what is supposed to be the premier law enforcement agency throwing its hands up after rushing an investigation, claiming they can't figure out who left a bag of cocaine in the White House lying around in a public place at the most surveilled location on the planet. Does the Biden family really think the public is not smart enough to see the elephant in the room? I, I don't... I. I mean, I don't know about Joe, but surely Jill has figured this out. She seems fairly coherent. But in the end, as I said, this, is this the most important story in America today? No, it's not. But what it points out really is. The point of this is the constant obfuscation from the White House and the way in which federal agencies consistently seek to protect the Bidens. That's the story. Not just from accusations about conduct, but even from basic questions like, good morning, Mr. President, how are you? I'm, I'm not supposed to answer that. I'm not mocking the presidency. I'm profoundly concerned for our country. Founding father Noah Webster, he said this a long time ago, but boy, it rings loudly and true. The moral principles and precepts contained in the scriptures ought to form the basis of all civil constitutions and laws, all the mysteries and evils which men suffer from vice and crime and ambition and injustice and oppression, slavery and war. He said all of this proceed <clears throat> from the despising or the neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. That's the problem that we have in America. I mentioned Proverbs 21 a few moments ago when we came on the air. Every man of every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A high look, a proud heart, the plowing of the wicked is sin. I think a verse that many of us, perhaps most of us, are familiar with. Is found in Judges chapter 21, verse 25, the last verse of the book of, Justice, of Judges. Verse 25 says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. We're living out that kind of a culture. In those days there was no king in Israel. There was no leadership. 
That's how the book of Judges ends. No king. Everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes. It's a hard book of the Bible to read. And I can tell you, as a pastor preaching for a number of years, it's a hard book to preach from, too. It's difficult because it's depressing. But we see a reflection of that in our country today. We see a country that is going every which way because there is no moral compass because we have successfully marginalized, if not completely erased, the Bible and the principles of God's word in this nation under the guise of, of separation of church and state and inclusiveness and on and on. I mean, the banner carrier of this whole parade to destruction is the LGBTQ community, but they're not the only one. There are politicians that are leading this country straight to the dustbin of history. Because there is no leadership in America. We have no leader in the White House. And unfortunately, in many cases, countries end up with a wicked king or a stupid king or whatever, or a leader. But we choose ours, and we made this choice. And I know what I'm saying isn't popular, but I will tell you, and I know that it's suspect, and I know there's people that would like to turn my microphone off at the moment, but I will tell you that we've got to change America. This is, and for those of you who are, are following, this is not a political statement. So don't rush off to talk to your lawyer. But I'm telling you, not politically, but spiritually, we can't go on like this. We've got to make some changes. Oh, there are a lot of people who agree, and there are a lot of people that are working to bring about a better day for America, but we cannot continue like this. We simply can't. We will implode. China won't have to attack us. Russia probably couldn't anyway, but they wouldn't try to attack us and take over America. China's in the process of taking over parts of America now. And we won't even shoot down a stupid balloon till it's in the news and everybody's asking why. And then Biden says, okay, go ahead and shoot it down now that it's offshore and has taken all the pictures it wanted. I mean, that's how ridiculous this whole thing is. So it's not really about a bag of cocaine. It's about why our most elite people are not allowed to find it. The Secret Service, and there are certainly those people in the FBI and, and other places, but the leadership. It's corrupt to the core. No leader. No leader. No moral compass. They lust after power and ill-gotten gain. They don't embrace the godly biblical founding beliefs of this country, much less love and serve God and follow his teachings. Hey, thank you for being with me today. It's always a privilege, always my honor to be with you. And thank you for your support. Your support keeps us on the air with our microphone on. Thank you so much. I, it means I'm humbled by your support. And thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow.